0: Hello, I'm Reverend Chris Wicklands, and you're watching UK in Focus. It says in the book of Isaiah, chapter five, verses 20 to 21, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter and woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. Many of us are familiar with that verse in Isaiah, and we would expect to say this of our modern day secular world, but one would not expect to use this verse in the context of the Christian church. Yet sadly today we have a crisis in Christendom, the likes not seen since the days of the Reformation of the 1500s. Obviously back in the 1500s, we had very different circumstances from today. Such issues would seem alien to us now, such as the doctrine of indulgences, i.e. paying the church to obtain forgiveness for sins or paying to have relatives released from purgatory, or the word of God only being read and interpreted by the priests, as well as various licentiousness going on with priests with mistresses, to mention but a few. However, today we have a whole other animal that is ravishing and devouring the Christian church here in the UK. Today we have ultra-left liberalism, with its woke ideologies and politics infiltrating our theology and our churches. But you see, this didn't happen overnight. Indeed, this has been a slow creeping weed that has been choking our churches for the last few hundred years. Liberal theology, or classically known as Christian modernism, grew out of the Enlightenment's rationalism of the 18th and 19th centuries and it accepted Darwinian evolution and modern biblical criticism. And this movement took modern knowledge, science and ethics of the day and declared its importance over classical doctrinal understandings. So like a wall that is built not quite level, it's not that noticeable to start with. But then in time, one can see the wall when complete is way off the intended plan. And this is the case with liberal theology in the church today. One slightly misplaced brick, one at a time, and you will end up with a very dangerous wall that will eventually collapse. Because Christian modernism accepts the ethics of the day, it has to get its cues from the world around and not necessarily from the scriptures, which it is always seeking to critique with the lens of the modern world. Therefore, the prevailing attitudes And the spirit of the age will at once be employed in the use of liberal theology. Thus, liberal theologians and churches have to embrace the current liberal woke ideologies of the culture and express it in a Christian context. One of the primary ingredients in modern liberalism is known as critical race theory, and this states that all white people are racist because they're born racist. Therefore, white people are guilty of white privilege and are thus the instigators of empires that have brought much evil to the world, such as slavery and colonization. Did you know that the Church of England have a racism task force, which now wants to decolonize its theology? This task force states that systematic racism has its roots in biblical theology. And this task force concludes that the Church of England's theology be radically changed so that anything which is deemed imperialist and white supremacist needs to be removed. And in its place, black theology now needs to be taught to all new potential ordinance. Now, for those not in the know, black theology is not some kind of Pentecostal theology. It's based again on critical race theory, which is, as as I have said, states that white people are born racist and thus are guilty of being white privileged. This is completely at odds with scripture. Ephesians chapter two, verses 14 to 16 says, For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh, the law with its commandments and its regulations. True Christianity looks beyond colour, race, class, and status, for in Christ, we are all one, and this liberal theology seeks to do the opposite. It seeks to put a barrier between cultures and ethnicities. All the years of work over the last 60 years with the doing away of apartheid, of race segregation in communities and churches is ironically being undone through these liberal ideologies. Critical race theory seeks to undermine our British culture, our history, and our Judeo-Christian values. And now we have it trying to undo classical biblical theology. The Church of England is arguably one of the most important historical institutions in this country. It is considered to be a caretaker and custodian of our history and Christian heritage for the last 500 years. The Church of England is a museum of wonderful historical artifacts of British history. But now thanks to liberalized theology, our British history, monuments and artifacts within the Church of England are now under threat. The Archbishop of Canterbury wants any references to Britain's colonization or links to slavery To be removed and thus artifacts, statues and even buildings may be closed or removed permanently. Because critical race theory is now enshrined within liberal theology, the importance of influential and important white people needs to be now edited, cancelled and airbrushed out of our history books and this includes the removal of statues, works of art, music and literature. Why is all this so dangerous? Because critical race theory is the very primary ingredient of totalitarianism, or to put it another way, communism or Marxism. Such ideologies are completely at odds with the teachings of the sacred scriptures and should not be in our churches. Sadly, however, we cannot just look at the Church of England and shake our heads because this liberal theology has now spread throughout all of Christendom. It is within the Methodist Church, the Baptists, Certain Pentecostal denominations, the United Reformed Church, parts of the Lutheran Church, and even parts of the Catholic Church. Sadly, it's only now that many Christians are starting to realize what is going on around them and do not know how to deal with this enemy that is eating up our churches from within. This all sounds rather hopeless and final. Are we seeing the end of the British established churches in our nation? Are we actually seeing many of our great English churches becoming lodges of Marxism in our Western democratic nation? Sadly, I cannot help feeling that somehow this is true and inevitable. There's a modern day saying that says, if you go woke, you go broke. And I personally believe that God is allowing this evil in our British churches to come full circle. It will end up eating, and devouring its own tale and will destroy itself. Over the years, I believe God has given me many words, prophetic words, that is, about the established churches and how many will fall in this day due to the evils that have been unleashed theologically from within. Yet it will be, I believe, from this quagmire of demise that I believe good men and women will rise up and start a new reformation. And some of these established churches, I believe, will be brought back from the brink while, sadly, others may fall. The time will not be long and has already started when people will be leaving these old churches to form new ones and even to revive dead ones. This is a time for Christians to stand up and choose to be counted. This is a time to stop the tide of evil that's been unleashed within our churches. This is a time to vote with our feet, our conscience, our money and our time. And we need to make it clear that we're not standing for this kind of totalitarianism to be enshrined in the body of Christ. We cannot be passive any longer. We cannot wait for somebody else to do something. We need to be a church that prays again and prays that God will bring a reformation, a renewal and revival to his church in our land of Great Britain. You may remember recently in the news about the famous Sycamore Gap Tree at Hadrian's Wall being chopped down. When I saw this, I felt God was saying something prophetically through this act of senseless vandalism for the Church of England. And I'd like to share this word with you now, which I received, I believe, from God on the 2nd of October 2023. The Great Sycamore Gap Tree of England has been chopped down. The tree of Robin Hood has gone, its iconic stature now vanished from the vista of northern England. Everyone is calling it an act of senseless vandalism, and that is exactly what it is. In Daniel 4.23 it says, And inasmuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him The chopping down of this tree i believe is a symbol of the senseless vandalism that the bishops have brought upon the church of england they have rejected god's word and replaced it with their own they have taken that once great institution and wrecked havoc upon it and the souls within her. I believe the Lord is saying that the Church of England will be removed for time, times and half a time from the wider Anglican communion. She will be greatly humbled and brought low. She will be chopped down and her status removed. That great British icon of a church and institution will be greatly humbled and removed from the sight of many. Only a stump will remain. However, in time, new shoots will arise from the stump and in time, a new sycamore will arise from the debris of the fallen. Something beautiful will arise and it will be permitted to grow quickly. This new sycamore will hold great hope for the future, yet she will never come back to a former glory. However, she will be permitted to grow again within God's orchard. For those within this church, I believe God is saying, do not despair. Even though more woe is coming, Hold fast and stay true. God will restore and rebuild from the faithful remnant that remain. I also feel that God is saying that he has called many into the Church of England to help her and to rescue her. Be assured of this calling, even though it looks like so much will be lost. Stand strong and hope in God, for you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We're now at a tipping point. We are seeing the beginnings of a cultural war breaking out in our streets, our politics, and within the church. And now is the time to do something. We need to be a people of prayer because every revival, every move of God has come when the church humbles herself and starts to pray. We need brave men and women who will be faithful to hold the line when it comes to the orthodoxy of the Christian faith. And this may mean that some have to stay within the ranks of the established churches, while sadly for others it may mean leaving. As I travel around parts of Britain, I'm meeting more and more people who are leaving the mainstream churches and starting small fellowships. Some are meeting in houses, others in community halls, and they do so because they feel they have no more choice. They feel betrayed and disenfranchised by churches and church leaders who want to go woke instead of being spiritually awake and holding to the anchor of Christian orthodoxy. Yet I personally believe that it will be these micro-churches and communities of prayer that will be the grassroots movement within this nation that will become the foundation of something greater to come. I'd like to close in saying that I do have a real heart and burden for the Church of England. Sadly, her recent demise has been heartbreaking to me but I believe God still has plans for her, plans to prosper her and not to harm her. And we need this bastion of English heritage to survive. We simply cannot allow our modern liberal world with all its ideologies to destroy something so vastly important to the landscape of Great Britain. My name is Chris Wickland, and you've been watching UK in Focus.